if you're not trying to destroy people on features, you're li- you're lying to yourself. Like I, that's if you send me a feature, trust me, I'm trying to go ham. Like I, as you should, if I send you a feature. <laughs> Hi, I'm Aaron, and welcome to the Hip Hop Hustle Podcast, where we explore. Well, you guessed it, hip hop. I'll be interviewing the best artists in the game while also taking some time to appreciate some new and classic albums. Make sure you like and subscribe to the show and follow me on Instagram at the underscore hip hop hustle for any upcoming news and guests. Also, don't forget to check out my new Patreon under hip hop hustle that will give you exclusive content and help me keep the show running and getting better. All right, let's get into it. Awesome. There we go. Welcome to the Hip Hop Hustle podcast. I'm with Dub Work, a fantastic artist coming up. And, you know, part of the reason I really look forward to having you on the show was like, I can really tell the evolution of your sound. Like, it's been so cool to see in terms of for you. And people will have to forgive me for getting really jumping right in. But Up by 20 is his most recent album, really fantastic album. And the one thing that I really loved about it and I continuously love about it is how emotional it is. Like you really tap into like this deep existential kind of feeling about yourself. Whereas like in your previous albums, like it felt like you were just finding your way. And then this one is like a real coming of age. And then you've got also Rosewater, which is absolutely dope. It's just such a nice instrumental. And you just find, I know it feels like you've hit a new level in terms of your music. Do you feel that way as well? I definitely feel that way. I'm I'm just able to be more honest with my music and my fans and just, I don't know. I'm I'm able to just expose myself more. Like it's like, I'm, I'm, not turning a new leaf, but it's just like, I'm just more honest. It's just like, I can just really super be me now. So it's, it's fun. It's been, it's been fun. It's been fun. And a lot of people have been telling me that it's like, wow, you know, it's like, you're really like, like really, really like diving into it. And I'm like, oh, this is just the beginning. So it's, it's, it's dope. So how do you get over the, like, cause I don't know, for me personally, like when I think about sharing too much and sharing about who I am, it's like, you have a bit of this weird feeling where it's like, will people care or do people actually give a shit? And also like, am I being too real? And will people respond? Like, how do you get over that type of feeling? Me? Um, I just found that whenever I was dropping music or content that was super true to me, I got the most response from it. People related to it all the time and people are always going through shit. So it's, it's really like, it's like, if you're just super you, people are always going to relate to that because people are always going through their own shit and own trials and tribulations. So it's like somebody's going through something similar or maybe the exact same thing. It, it is a billion of us out here. So it, 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 the same thing can people can be going through the same shit. Have you had fans that hit you up and are like, yo, that is so similar to my story. Like do people actually. Yeah, like, you I've go- had- yeah, man. I've had people like literally say like, yo, the same exact thing. I've had a whole bunch of people talk to me and hit me up about um, like uh, uh, losing um, babies and, and uh, like uh, newborns that were going to be born and weren't born. Like a bunch of people hit me up, a bunch of stuff, like a bunch of people hit me up all the time. So it's super dope. I love it. I actually love it. Well, talk to me about that, because obviously that is what you touch on on the element and where getting super deep super quickly but like 
how's that experience? Because like for me personally, I've never gone through it. It's only a feeling I could only imagine the pain, the heartache and, you know, the challenge of a relationship as well on top of that, because it's not only the loss, it's like, you know, that you lost someone, your partner lost someone, and then you still have to get through it together. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was tough, like really, really tough. It was really, really tough. It was hard. Um, when you go through something like that, you kind of question everybody around you and why and everything like that. So it, it was it's really difficult. But I found that recording and making music was something that was really therapeutic for me. Uh, especially going through that, like it was hard to even record it. Like, like when I'm like talking about it, like I was crying, writing it type of stuff, but it helps. Like it, it, it super helps. And, um, it's definitely something that, you know, still hurts to this day. Something I always think about, but, um, speaking about it definitely helped. And, and, and the fact that it's, it's so common, it's like a lot of people don't speak about it, but it is more common than um, than people speak of. So I, I like people from my family told me my aunts and and people like opened up like, oh, yeah, it actually happened to me also. So it was like, oh, my God, I found out how common it was, you know. Did you mind if I ask what the circumstances were? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, um, me and my girlfriend were expecting and um, it, it was uh, we had a stillbirth. Wow. Yeah, so it was. It was super tough, super, super tough. So what was like, because obviously as men, it's, we haven't carried the child. So like in a way we're passengers, like, you know what I mean? Like we're kind of, we're there at the beginning, we're there at the end, but we're kind of just there. And hopefully we're just there. We're just just around. Whereas like there's a real (laughs) connection with the mother and the child. Like how was your partner? How did she how is she doing right now and how is she over the journey until now? Um, I mean, it was rough. It was rough for her, uh, too, but I felt like she was stronger than me. Like I was the big baby in the whole situation. Like she was really stronger than me. So she's, she's good now. Now. And now we have a, a son also our rainbow baby. So that, that was cool too. Um, but, um, she was really strong about it. Like, honestly speaking, like, of course she cried a lot. She went through a lot and, and was really emotional about it, but she was like, I feel like she was stronger than me. <laughs> that's, that's incredible. And congratulations on, on your son, because like, thanks. Yeah. Like I feel like, because I actually went on a date with a girl recently and she, uh, had a miscarriage and like mm-hmm. for her to tell me that, which I was like, I hope she's not annoyed. I, I tell, I'm saying it publicly now. I'm obviously not going to yeah. say her name, but like, you know, for me, like as an outsider looking in, I'm like, I don't know how you'd get past that. Like I listen to, you know, people like you tell me these things and I'm like, I don't know if I would be able to, I don't know if I would. It's tough in the, in the moment, you really don't feel like you're going to be able to get past it. It's such a, like a big heartbreak. It's so, you know, to be expecting something and waiting and so excited for something and then for it to not, you know, for it to not happen. It's, it's, it's tough. No, it's really tough. It's really, really tough. It's, it's hard, but speaking about it helps, man. Speaking about it helps because you, you learn how many more people it, it happens to. Do you have any advice for people going through? I feel like the advice is not about so much the circumstances, but more about hardship in general. Um, I would say, man, talk about it and 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 be around people and don't be af- afraid to like really speak to people about how you're feeling and 
um, don't isolate yourself. Definitely don't isolate yourself. Sometimes, um, and for the people that are around people that it has happened to more so than anybody else, reach out to those people. Don't lay, leave them by themselves. Reach out to them people. They want to know that you are there for them. And I know it's a touchy subject and, and, and you're, you kind of don't know how to handle it. But trust me, they're going through a lot. So definitely reach out to those people. It, it, it helps. Like I, I know I got some calls from some of my friends that it was hard to talk but I super appreciated them looking out for me because, you know, sometimes you feel like it, it's not that you feel like, but a lot of people, I knew that it was hard for them to reach out to me. Like I knew it was hard for them, but still it was like, yo, just reach out. Like, cause it's like, it helps for sure. Yeah. And I feel like you take away the stigma of it. Like if no one talks about it, then it's always going to be, you know, unspoken, but the more, cause I feel like for you, cause like what you said was, you didn't realize how many people go through it until you went through it yourself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My mother went through it. It, it. it was really crazy. It was like, it was like, wow, four of my aunts went through this. Wow. Like, and it's just something that women go through, but not women. I mean, it's more women than men, but they go through it. And then they just kind of like, no, oh, we really don't really speak about it anymore. Just like, and it's like, that's such a major event and so much hurt that you went through for you just to not, Whoa, okay. Well, we don't speak about that. Part of me is but, like, maybe we're not good at it as men. Like we're not great at, you know, we're, we're like, ah, that's woman stuff. Don't, don't talk to me. I can't handle yeah. it. But then also like, I, I don't know. It's so strange. There's always this, I feel like we're getting much better now at talking about things, but like in terms of a woman's life, I feel like I don't really understand much because like, yeah. The more I speak to women, the more I'm like, holy shit, your life is completely different. It's, my life. it's a lot. Yeah, no, it's a lot. It's a lot. Definitely watching um, watching uh, my girlfriend with my son and be a parent, you realize how much they go through just within themselves and then having to be a parent and then having to deal with the world and how, you know, it's a man's world. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> But we are we're, we're getting better. That's all I can say. We are getting better, and conversations like this. I, like I definitely and, feel so too. Yeah. Well, what's the big difference? Do you feel like a difference in your parenting styles? Um, um, yeah. I'm more like the more, I guess, like the the the, the disciplinarian. I'm the I'm the bad cop kind of thing. Like I have to step in. Like, all right, what are you doing? I have to, you know, like. She's more nice. She's more, I mean, she's the mom. So it's, she's, she's playing her mom role. So it's, it's, it's dope. It's super dope. Yeah. It's so funny that you say that. I wouldn't have pictured you as like the disciplinarian. Like you seem so relaxed. It's and tough. Together. It, it's like, I, it's tough. It's, I, I try, I try to put that hat on, you know, <laughs> but it, it, if you, you have to, if, when you have a three-year-old, it, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I used to teach kids how to swim. Uh, that was my first job was to teach kids how to swim. And they're so adorable. Like yeah. little kids, they're like, they're adorable. They have no filters. They, they will say whatever they think. It is yep. the coolest thing. It's like you're dealing with a drunk person. They just cannot, they just say whatever they want all the time. Like I remember exactly. I was teaching kid how to swim and I was like, oh, to float, you've got to stick your belly out like Santa. To uh-huh. And he was like, I can't do that. I'm not fat like you. And I was like, oh, wow, three years old, he hit me. <laughs> <laughs> I was so sad. I was honestly so sad. I was like, 
Sheesh. <laughs> but they're just being honest. They're just saying what comes. Like, they're hilarious. My son says like, it's so funny. Like I have him record stuff for me and I had him say something. He said he was like, oh, this is dead fire. That's like a New York term, like dead something. Right. And he heard it back and he was like, daddy, I don't like that. That's a bad word. I was like, oh, man. Wow. You realize like, you know, like the 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 the, the energy and words and stuff like and you're that old. He's like, I don't like that. I don't like that. And it's him. Like usually a kid would just be happy to hear himself on a song. Like, you know, what I mean, like, oh, he was like, no, I don't like that. I was like, oh. Let's do it. <laughs> Cut that shit out. Get rid of that. Let's <laughs> yeah, take that, get that out of here. Get yeah. that out of here. We'll take that. Yeah. I, I could I could feel that that's what he wanted. He was like, yeah, man, get that out. It's weird. The kids are really good at energy. Like they're they're they've got amazing instincts. Like mm-hmm. there are heaps of stories where like kids can understand a feeling more than they understand, like their mental capacity is not there. So all they have is instincts. Like generations after generations it's built into them whereas like we as adults we're taught to use our minds so we'll have an instinct and then we talk ourselves out of our instinct yep they're just going with it they're just going with that feeling they're just going in the moment oh i feel like doing this i want to do and they go with it and then they we should be more like them (laughs) do you know what i love seeing happy kids are the best because like unfiltered joy like every yep. adult, like joy now is like, I'm really happy for this moment, but I also know I got shit to do later. So I can't be too yeah. happy and lose my shit. I can't. Yeah. No, literally. So my, my son is uh, playing baseball now and he's in a league. He's three, but he's literally in like a five and six year old league. And he's just out there having a ball in practice. Like I have videos of him literally just like jumping around in place next to second base. Like he's having a ball. It's just so funny to watch him having just fun out there. Like he can't even contain himself. Sometimes he'll just like jump and throw some dirt in the air. And like, he's just having, <laughs> he's having fun out there. How was it for, for you guys to move to PR? It, yo, man, it's been great. I love it. I love it. We literally just got tired of New York, man. The New York hustle and bustle is just, it's not nothing against New York. I've lived in New York my whole life. It's just the people, the attitude. It's just like, it just, you get tired of it. I will. A lot of New York people don't get tired of it and they love it. And that's great. But me, I've always been a person that likes to travel and see things. So I was just like, man, it, it might not be permanent, but I definitely have to get the hell out of New York for a little while. And and what better place than, than PR? You know what I mean? It's, it's paradise. I'm Dominican myself. So it's right next to Dominican Republic too. It's like a 45 minute flight. So it's great. I love it. That's awesome. Well, it's so weird because from outside looking in, I've never been to New York. It's a place that I've always wanted to go and I feel yeah. like I'd like it, but I can understand how like people say a lot that it is a bit of a culture shock. Like It's over. It's, it's, it's like, if you've lived in it, right. You don't understand till you leave. Right. So like I tell my friends all the time in New York, I'm like, yo, y'all don't realize that we live in a fucking amusement park. Like we just live in a mute. Like this is normal to us to just be so fast. And oh, oh, we walk outside and there's three million people outside of our door. Like this is not normal. Like this isn't normal. Like we're the oddballs. So we go anywhere else. Right. And we want everybody else to move like us. And it's like, no, nobody is going to make you a fucking sandwich in three minutes because you're rushing to get a bus. This is only in New York that this is going to work out because everybody's in the same rat race and, and knows like, but you go anywhere else and you're like dealing with a teller and they're counting your change and you're literally like about to go insane. Like, can't you just give me my change? Like, fuck. 
like but then you you after a couple weeks of being you're like okay i'm bugging i'm the one that's tripping they're not even moving slow it's just me from new york i'm just used to things being so fast that i think the world around me has to move that way but it, it's it's nuts when you leave new york you really you really realize <laughs> how the world works to be fair though nothing annoys me more than when people do easy jobs really slowly oh my god yeah like, it's insane when they're like just slowly putting it i'm just like yeah. Or like when you're having a conversation with somebody and they speak really, really slowly, it like I'm just like, tell me your story already. <laughs> like get there. Go. I'm almost finishing it for them. Like, all right, yes, and this this happened, right? And then this, right? And then all oh, right. God. The worst the worst ones are the ones who are like, Hey, did I tell you that part about and it's like, Yeah, you did, but you forgot that you told me already, and they go back and they read yeah, like, oh. retell you the same story. Oh man, trust me. I deal with that a lot. I'm, I'm also, besides artists, like I work in marketing, right? I help a whole bunch of artists. I also help artists uh, build themselves and stuff. And I get like the whole stories over and over and over all the time. So it's crazy. So, so why marketing? So tell me about this because now, cause I actually did one, I did, I went to uni and I studied one of my degrees was commerce and I majored in marketing and then I ended up going into sales. But how did you end up? How did you, did you end up in marketing, and how did you end up, you know, helping artists make themselves, you know, or sell um, themselves essentially? So, um, I ended up in marketing because somebody hit me up to help me with my marketing, right? And I thought the idea was dope; it made sense, and I was like, "Yo, man, I would love to do this for artists and brands and and like podcasts and anything, like anything, like I'd love to do this." And I just literally, I, it, it helped me so much. And I saw what marketing did for my brand so much that I was like, yo, man, I'd love to extend this so that other artists aren't running on a treadmill. Like I was running for so long thinking that, you know, that organically I was going to do this. And and one day maybe Jay-Z or, 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 or whoever was just going to knock on my door. So it, it, it was just a real eye opener for me. So I was like, yo, man, I want to open artists eyes and brands eyes to, to, you know, to know how it works. Did you, what did you, did you have to study? What was the, cause they hit you up, right? So they reached out to you and they were like, Hey, do you want us to do the marketing? How did you get involved with you doing it? So, well, I, I once they kind of helped me and did what they did and helped with my following and helped with my engagement, I just literally asked them, I was like, yeah, man, how did you do this? Like, how did you do this? And how can I learn it? And he was like, bro, like we can literally teach you how to do it. And literally like, I was just on zoom calls for weeks with a friend of mine learning about everything he knew in the marketing space. And I learned it, I picked it up. And then I just literally just started reaching out to people. Like, I was like, yo, I can help you with your brand. Like I can help you. I can help you grow it. I can help you with the followers. I can help you with views. I can help with pretty much anything. So and then once you dive in, it just like I just started meeting other people. And then I read I met an ads person and I was like, oh, shoot, I can help with ads now. Oh, and I met people that help with uh, press and publication and verification. I was like, oh, shit. So I, now I can help with that. It was just like a snowball effect kind of thing. <laughs> so how do how do people get involved? So let's say they see your work. Dub work is killing it. How do they mm-hmm. get in touch? Like, what should they do? Because obviously we're not going to tell them this isn't going to turn into a marketing podcast where you're going to tell them 101. Uh, yeah, nah. But how do they, <laughs> how do they get in touch with you, and how do they you know get 
get into kind of collabing with you? Literally, you could just DM me. Like, literally, you can just DM me. Like, I have a ton of followers and I do get a lot of requests, but I, I like to keep my DMs pretty organized. So you can DM me and, 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 and just hit me up and I'll definitely be more than happy to at least have a conversation and talk to you and, and, and put you on to game on, on how this shit works because it's just an eye opener when people see how things work. It's like, oh, wow. Okay, now let's play then. You know what I mean? It's it's so just reach out, DM me, hit me up, hit me in the comments. If you're, if you like, I'm, I'm an open book, bro. And it's, I feel like it's like seeing the matrix, you know, it is, like, it is, it is. I always tell, I always tell people, I'm like, are you ready for this? Okay. Now I'm going to open this door for you. I know you've been looking at things this way, this whole time. This is actually the way it is. And then they're like, Oh my God. And it's, it's, but it's fun, but it's fun also. Speaking of the Matrix, did you watch the new Matrix? I did not watch the new Matrix. I am the worst TV movie person in the world. I don't watch anything. I watch like random things. I'm like, I'm watching the Wonder Years right now because I'm dropping a project (laughs) called Wonder Years. But (laughs) I don't watch anything. I'm the worst. Well, to be fair, you are a successful artist who's running a business and you've got a child so I kind of, I understand you're a busy guy. Yeah. Like I, unfortunately, I'm not that busy. I am busy, but like I always make time. But to be honest, you're not missing too much. Watch Yo, th- I heard, I know everybody told me, the, the people that did watch The Matrix gave me horrible reviews. They were like, this is horrible. Like I was like, oh man, damn. Okay. Well, I wasn't going to check it out anyway, but still. It's good to know. I won't. I won't check it out. Definitely not. Oh yeah, I did. I didn't like it. But then one of my friends was like, "You didn't get it," and I'm like, "Maybe I didn't get it." But also, the weird thing was, is like the whole movie. I was. I was like, I was entertained, but I also knew I didn't like it. It was such a weird experience for me to have. Is like, I'm not angry that I'm watching it, but I know that I'm not liking it as much as I should be. Sheesh, that's tough. That's tough. I'm the worst with movies. Like, literally, if I'm watching a movie, right? Like, if I'm watching a movie at home, there's like a 70% chance I'm going to go to sleep, right? If I'm watching a movie in the theater, there's now, this moves up to like a 90, 95% chance that I'm going to go to sleep. Because now we're in a cold room. It's cold. It's dark. And I'm not like moving. And usually I'm moving all the time. So my body's like, oh, yeah, we're sleeping. We're going to sleep. For sure, we're sleeping. It's like a 90, 90 to 95% chance I'm going to sleep at the movies. Like, it's horrible. I have to sit at the edge. Of, and now that you can recline your seats and lay down, I was like, oh, this is horrible. I'm never going to watch a complete movie ever again in my life now. <laughs> You're paying to sleep in an uncomfortable bed. Exactly. Exactly. I'm paying to sleep in a, in a, in a, in a lazy boy. i tell you what, though. The popcorn is the best. Oh, There's yeah, something amazing. about movie popcorn. I don't know what they amazing. put in that shit. It's the smell. And it's like, yeah. I have to get it. Every time I go, I have to get it. Every time. And a soda. Like, I, I need it. And I'm not a big soda person. But if I'm at the movies, I need the soda and the popcorn. I need it. I need it. It's like, it's classic. So, what? okay. So, let me ask you this. What's the size discrepancy in terms of food portions in New York versus PR? Like, did you feel a difference in terms of... Because, like, again, oh, like, yeah. as an Australian, all we hear is that U.S. portions are enormous and they're enough to feed a family and that, you know, 
I feel like we're heading yeah. that way, but like it is still crazy. It's true. It's true because so I'm I'm from New York and I live in a pretty Spanish neighborhood in New York, right? So like we get like rice with everything pretty much, right? So I'm used to getting like buckets of rice usually with my meals, right? And I come to PR, right? And they're like giving me like this little amount of rice every time. And I'm like, yo, what's going on with these rice portions here? Like this sucks. Like I'm not getting filled, but like I'm getting used to it now. But yeah, we, our portions are ridiculous ridiculous and new york portions aren't that crazy but go to texas and you're like what is going on here like how do people eat but everybody's big as hell in texas like everybody's bigger in texas like and that's where all the football players come from like that's where like you see it like texas florida the portions are madness and everybody else is bigger like it's you see what why all the football players come from there yeah i mean i'd love to go because like American barbecue sounds the best. Like Texas barbecue sounds oh unbelievable. I watched the videos on YouTube and I see the smoke pits and like literally that they've been using the same pits for like 30 years. And there's this old woman who comes in and she drenches. I, I forget which one it's called, but there's this old pit master and she just goes oh, in. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, it's crazy how much technique goes into it. Yeah, I actually want to go on a road trip just to go to all the barbecue spots in the South. Like, I, I just want to do a, a a road trip of all those food spots. Do you know what we should get? We, we got to get people to hit us up with their recommendations. That's what we need. Yep, so yep. Anyone hit us up, recommendations, where we should go and what we should order. Yep. Yep, I love food. I'm a I'm a food. I love food spots. I'll go to whatever food spots. I'll spend whatever on food. Like food and travel is what I like spending money on. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. Do you have like a go-to food? Do you have like a right now? Right now, I'm like I like Peruvian food so much right now. Like that's what I'm into right now. But I like Jamaican food a lot, a lot. I like Indian food. I like I like I like food, man. I like food. Yeah, I, I've never had Peruvian food. Oh my god, it's so good! It's flavored so good. Their seasoning is so good, and they make so many different things. I love them. I love it. Their their seafood stuff is good. They're really good. It's like a mix of like Spanish and like a little bit of Japanese mm. kind. Of good. It's really good. It's so good. I'm gonna have to find a Peruvian sp- spot in Melbourne. You will, you will remember me. I'm telling you for sure. As if, as if that's the only reason I remember you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, how did you know? Oh, I think this guy dub work, like you know, he's a he's a rapper. But the only reason I remember him is because he said try Peruvian. Food. About Peruvian food. I'm telling you, you're gonna have that first bite. You're gonna be like, oh hell yeah, he's so good, so good. Yeah. I I actually can't wait. I'm starting to salivate right now. It's really bad. Get, get arroz chaufa. It's like this rice mixed with, you can get it with chicken, with seafood, or with beef. It's like a mix. It's really good. Really good, really good, really good. I'm telling you, you'll you'll remember. Well, now I'm literally after this, I'm going to start Googling places and go and hit up my friends and go, we're going to Peruvian. Get in the car. Let's go. We're going to put on some dub work because we have to have a playlist. Yes. It's got to be the yes. theme song. And then we'll go. <laughs> yeah. 
Yes, yes. Y'all can bump the new the new album. I'm, I'm working on a new project called The Wonder Years right now. It should be out by March. So y'all can listen to that on the way if 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 you don't do it before then. So how long have you been working on on this new album for? Since the last one. Since the last one. Since uh March. So it's been a year, probably like a year or so. Do you go through cycles? Like, do you go through, did you take some time off to be like, all right, I've dropped it, take some time off, refresh? For sure. I'm not a person that's just recording all the time, but at the same time I am. I'm not a person that's just like, I'm just not just going, I need to live. I need to see things. I need to do things. I need to go through stuff in order to record and have material to record. So I'll definitely chill. I'm like a, a binge recorder. Like I'll live life for two months, not record anything. And then I'll record for a month straight and go crazy and record a hundred songs and then go chill for five months. And then I'll go record for a whole month. Like that's, I'm a binge recorder. I feel like that's almost the best way. Like, I I, I don't know that. I feel like there are a lot of artists who they record constantly. Like that's all they do. They just record, record, record. And they're just obsessed with recording. Like I've spoken to people who drop albums like three albums a year, like Mega Ran I spoke to, he drops so many albums and like it, the, it is so impressive. Like, I don't know how they do it. Like, yeah, that's a lot. Like I can, so I have enough music to drop multiple albums a year, but I just don't, I don't know. I just don't, I don't, I, I, I like the old school way of receiving music that you would have to sit with an album. You'd have to sit with it for, a year sometimes two years until the album you know like i don't like how disposable music is i love that i would have to sit with an album live with it and really listen to it over and over and over and find little things that i found like oh shoot it's like when you watch a movie over and over you see different things and and i know that these artists usually put a lot of time into these artists so i mean into these albums so it sucks when albums are reviewed that you listen to one time uh after this person put in a year and you listen to it one time and you can say it sucks. It's like, damn, that sucks. Like give it at least a couple listens because in the past we used to literally have to, a Jay-Z album would come out one year and we might not get another one for another two, three years. So it's dope. I like, I'm just old school like that. But this year I'm challenging myself to come out with more stuff. So I'm probably going to have a a three project year for sure. That's so much that, I mean, for me personally, I'm like, I agree with you because like, as, as, uh, cause I'm a fan first, but I always want my artists to do the, their best work. Like what Mm -hmm. I would rather is one dope album every two or three years, rather than three albums where they've got some dope tracks in those albums. And then it's so much work. And then, but then like, I get annoyed because I'm like, I no longer am that interested because I know you're going to release another project in six months and it might be good, but it might be trash or there's just Mm -hmm. songs that are, and then I have to go and I have to pick them out and then I just skim. And that is the worst thing as an artist. You don't want people skimming through. Exactly. That's why I, I appreciate artists like Cole, artists like that take their time with it. They take their time and then they're going to give you a good body of work and then they're gone. And then they're gone for a little while. They might do dope features. Cool. But you're not getting another body of work with them within the next two months. Like, oh, here's the mixtape. And then here's this, here's that. Like, it just makes you appreciate them more. Well, I think that the features are the way 
around it. Try new shit. You know, they're not your albums and you have it like, and you can test your skill against somebody as much as like people say they don't want to compete. But like when you have a feature, it's me versus Bruh, you. If you're not trying to destroy people on features, you're li- you're lying to yourself. Like I, that's, if you send me a feature, trust me, I'm trying to go ham. Like I, as you should, if I send you a feature. <laughs> and also cause it's an opportunity to get more fans. Like of that's course. what it is. Like they're they're using you to try and get your fans, and you're on their track to try and get their fans. It's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. So please show out, go crazy. Like I want, I love when I send somebody a feature, and it almost makes me want to rewrite my verse. It's like, oh, no, nah, I'm not gonna rewrite it. But you went crazy, and I love that. <laughs> it's it's cheating if you rewrite it. It's a little it's bit a, of cheating. I, I, will, I won't ever do it. If I sent you the song with the verse, I'm never going to switch it back on it and give you a new verse. It's like, it shows that you're not confident. It's like, nah, come on, bro. Do you know who I've never seen miss a feature? RJ Payne. I've never heard him fuck up a feature ever. He murders them all. That's dope. That's dope, man. That's how you're supposed to do. You're supposed to have fun on them features because literally you choose it. You jump on it if you want to. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like they're forcing you to take the money. Like, you do it if you want to. Although I will say Method Man, I, I feel like he's doing a lot of features lately and it feels like he's just doing it just for the sake of doing them. Just because well, like... Method Man has also been like really on some rapidy rap shit as of late. Like he's been really with it, with it. So he's probably just having fun with it. Sometimes you just... Some features, like I'm doing it because I love the song and some te- features I'm doing it because like, hmm, this is something I would never do. This is a challenge. I want to try this. Fuck it. You know what I mean? Like... So it's it's sometimes it's fun for artists like ah oh, let me just try this lane. To the listener, it's like ah oh, he's trying everything, and it's just like man, it's just me trying, you know, having fun with this shit. Do you feel like it's easier doing a feature than it is to drop your own track? Um, yeah, it's no pressure with the feature. I mean, it's it's pressure, but it's not really pressure. You ask me to be on this song because you want me to do me, so I'm gonna bring what I bring, and you know. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't have to use it. So it's dope. And usually with features, like artists are there, they might get three or four features for it and choose one of them. So I'm never offended if you don't choose it, if you do choose it. But it's fun. It's fun for me. I get to challenge myself and have fun with it. So I, lo- I love it. I didn't know that. I didn't know they choose three or four features and then they choose the best one. Sometimes you'll, it'll be like, it'll be so like, it'll be a Drake verse. Uh, Drake will get. 21 Savage, but he'll also get Future for the same song, right? And Or or three or four different artists for the same song. And then he'll just be like, okay, I'm not going to put 21. I'm just going to put Future's verse on it. You know what I mean? So there's always like Lucy verses of like, oh shit, this Drake song could have had four different people and you'll hear different verses come out and leak usually. But, you know, if you have a good engineer, it shouldn't leak. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I think I'd be one of those people who's like, oh, you know whose verse was fucking dope? Like, do you know who was should have been on the album? Like, I would be one of those people who's like, yeah, we reached out to, you know, and they fucking murdered it, but yep. it was too good. And so, you know, Drake wanted, you know, this verse because it wasn't as good or whatever. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know. I feel like there's also a little bit of that where it's like, if you kill it too much, they're like, nah, fuck you. Nah, you can keep that, that shit. And I'll shine the master. 48 laws of power. You can't, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's so, but like, if it was me though, like you've got a really good like attitude about it. Like if someone reached out for me to do a 
feature and then they didn't put me on the album, then I would be really annoyed. I think that happened with the Kanye album where people got annoyed. Yeah, that I mean, it's a it's a collaboration. And at the end of the day, we're trying to come out with the best music. And if my shit didn't fit for your vision, I totally understand it, as I would want you to understand if I didn't choose your shit for mine. You know, like if it's not that it wasn't dope, it just didn't fit for the vision or or, or maybe it wasn't dope, you know, like for me, in my opinion. Yeah, that's fair enough. Do, would, do you just tell them that, hey, we've gone with somebody else or, just, or do they just send it? And then that's it. And then they're like, up to you. Yeah, yeah, really. Like, I, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. Like, I'll, I'll be like, yo, I sent it to a couple of people. So it's not like a guarantee which one I'm going to go with. I'm just going to go with what I like the best. So I keep it 100. I don't like to. I'll tell you. I'll definitely tell you ahead of time that I sent it to a couple of people so that you don't feel like I only sent it to you. Because then you might get even more offended if you think that I only sent it to you and then didn't choose it. Like, oh, yeah, that sucks. No, it wasn't that it sucks. It's just that I had I had five to choose from. You know what I mean? I mean, it's a smarter move to make anyway. You reach out to five, you just choose the best one. It, it creates exactly. the better work. Like, because sometimes you're right. Like artists will try something, but it's like I actually reached out to you because you have a particular sound, and you didn't hit yeah. the sound because you're trying to change and you're trying to yep. evolve, and so that doesn't fit with me anymore. But this person now does. Exactly. Exactly. And sometimes you'll get the best of everything. Like you'll get, oh, shoot, both of these verses are dope and I'm using both of them now. And now we're all three on this song. Great. We're out with that. Like it's, it's you know, it's and you dope. Get to take one of your verses and you're like, save that for another track, you know? Exactly. First for me, I, it's cool. It's dope. So how many tracks do you have on the cutting room floor? Hundreds. Hundreds. Literally hundreds. Hundreds. Like I always, I tell my friend, I tell my friends all the time, like, I don't, I'm not one of those artists that care. If anything was to happen to me, drop all my music, drop it, please drop it. Cause I have like literally hundreds of mixed songs, like ready to go. Like I can let them go. Like, it's not like they're just ideas. They're done, completed song, hundreds of them, hundreds. Do you ever listen to them? Like, cause if yeah. Oh, yeah, I was actually today. I was I was having a concert on my porch of all all my unreleased songs. I was uh, my girl was having a Zoom meeting. She was pretty annoyed at me, but I was like, "Oh yeah, this is dope!" Like I was like jamming out. I listen I listen to them all the time. I listen to them all the time. Like I was listening, literally listening to like like I like li listening to unreleased things that didn't make projects. Like so, I'll listen to like oh, let's listen to the unreleased still dreaming songs. Like I love those songs. Like let's listen to unreleased uh, Midnight Summer Dream songs. Like they all sound a different way because I was working on a certain sound, but they're still good. And like, I can still release them. Like I always concentrate on making timeless music. That's what's important to me. So there's no, like I can literally drop a song that I made six years ago and it's gonna sound like it's not going to sound like six years ago because I was never chasing a sound six years ago. I've always been doing me. Like it's always been dubbed. Well, at least I like to think that I've always been doing how I want to interpret music. So there's never going to be a song that I can like, I can give you a song that I did seven years ago and you're going to be like, Oh my God, when did you do this? I did this in 2013 and you're going to, it's going to sound like now. <laughs> yeah, I think the only difference would be that the beats would be different. 
That's the only giveaway. The beats are a little different, but even that, I choose, like, my beat selection aren't really like a, oh, he's doing trappy beats, or oh, he's doing, I do all beats. Like, I do all kinds of beats. I might do a boom bap. I might do a super trappy. And that's been kind of the consensus with all my projects. So it's like, it's, I really can really give you some song that like, it'll be like, oh my God, this is a seven-year-old song. And it doesn't sound like it's seven-year-old, seven years old. Well, what I did like about what you were doing now is like, you're starting to give backstories to tracks that you're releasing. Yeah. Like, I love that. Like, to, cause to me, it's like, oh, tell me everything about this track that I love. Like, I love mm-hmm. when rappers are like, oh, let me break this down for you and, and teach you like, um, yeah. That that is really cool, and I love I love genius. I love those type of lyric breakdowns. So it just brings you more. It gives you more clarity and tells the audience like how I was thinking. Like it's super dope. So I love doing that. I have a couple more of those that, that we did for the for the album that we're gonna release soon. So I, I it's just fun for me because I love when artists when I hear an artist break down a verse. Oh wow! I didn't know you meant that. Like, uh, so Jay-Z, the book, remember his book that he came out with that was just him breaking down his lyrics? Yeah, that was like- yeah, yeah. I actually, I want to I wanna download it on Audible and listen to the audio version. Like, read that. Like, well, I read it. It's so good. It's so good. I love how he breaks down his lyrics because it's like, oh, wow. This is what you meant. Like, you, it's so many lines that I thought I had. Like, I thought I knew it. But it was like, oh, you meant that. Whoa, whoa, that went completely over my head. Or, oh, you had a triple meaning for that? Sheesh. And, and, and it's like, we get to like share that with, with, with the audience. It's like, yo, I meant this. And I also meant this. And this line connects with that line. And that line connects with this line. And I know you thought you meant, no, thought that it meant this, but it actually meant that. So it's, it's just dope. It's fun. I actually love listening to music and reading Genius. At the same time. Me too. I'm I'm a nerd. I'm a hip hop. Like I'm a, a rap nerd. Like I love doing that. But I, I come from the era of reading CD, CD books. Like, oh, this has the lyrics in it. Oh, it's over. I'm going to study this album to the T now. Like it sucks that we don't have any like hand something that we can hold anymore unless you get collect vinyls and stuff like that. But it used to be so dope. Like CD book was so dope because I could see everybody that worked on the project. I can see if, if you gave me the lyrics, it was even funner because like now I can break down your rap style. It's like, oh, he raps like this. He raps these three words. And then his pattern is this way. It, I'd like break it down to a T. Like I love this so much. It was like studying for me. And producer credits are on there. You know, the people, you know, the the deep cut people are on there. And you don't yep. get that these days. Like it's difficult to oh. find out who produced a track, who was the sound engineer, who mixed it, like, you know, who was sampled. Like there's like, I think it's like sampled.com or whatever, and you can find the samples that were taken. There are some amazing, that, that is so cool to listen to original tracks and then listen to how they cut the sample. Yeah. Yep. I feel like when I speak to my friends who aren't into hip hop, they don't get it. And then yeah. and there's some videos on YouTube. It's like how they sampled it and they break down like DJ Premiere samples. They break down Dr. Dre. And I literally mm-hmm. don't understand how they listen to a song 
and find the tiniest detail and then create a whole brand new beat out of it. It's it's amazing. I'm I'm so me, I'm not a producer, right? But I'm a sample. I can find things in a beat. Like I can find four seconds of a beat and hit my producers up, like, yo, just this four seconds. And they know, like they'll just loop the four seconds and I can just rap to that. Like it's like, it's just feelings. I don't know. It's just like little feelings, like, oh my God, that sound is so dope. All right, I can create something out of that. It's just weird. It's dope. It's dope watching producers create. I love watching producers create in the room, but it's it's super dope. Cause I'm literally like, oh, can you make the uh uh make this sound? Oh, uh, uh, uh. they're like, what are you talking about? But I'm literally just making sound, but it usually works. It usually works. <laughs> But do you know what what else? They slow it down or they speed it up. Like the the understanding to like go, oh, let's slow. When I sample it, I'm going to sample it twice. and I'm going to loop it twice. But the mm-hmm. first loop is going to be slowed down. And then the second loop is going to be sped up. And that shit is like, I just, it blows my mind. Like lyricism blows my mind, but that also blows my mind. The real evil geniuses, the producers, producers and engineers, don't get enough credit engineers are like evil geniuses literally there's times that i've recorded something and it's like what and then they cook it up and it's like oh my god this sounds amazing now they're like am i the really that good i'm that good that take sucked you made it sound amazing like damn i've I've definitely heard stories of like you know engineers they'll you know you'll you'll rap words in different orders and they'll put it in a better order to make it sound the best oh yeah oh yeah i have so there's these engineers that i mess with that i love going to them because they always like it's like testing me so much because they're always like ah don't say it like that and i get annoyed i'm like i wrote it like this this is how i want it but every time i listen to them it sounds better i'm like oh shit they know what they're talking about they really know what they're talking about like shit like it's this is great that i didn't say i right here or that i didn't say uh, or that like it makes the world of difference like it's dope so yeah i do i wonder why they're not as recognized because every artist knows that without a dope engineer your track sounds like shit yeah yeah i don't i i mean sheesh i just tweeted it the other day about my engineer i was like man you gotta give flowers to my boy because he's like without him it's like literally i can't it he knows how to make me sound like who I want to sound like. Like, I don't know. It's like without them, she's cause I can mix, like I can make myself like sound decent, but it's nothing like close to when I send it to my engineer and, and I hear it back. It's like, wow. Like I can make it tolerable and you know, I can listen to it. Cool. But when that's my what engineer, that's what you want when you're making music for it to sound tolerable. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, the engineers, they're, they're clutch, man. They're, they're godsend. They're important. They're, like, super needed, man. They, they, you got to give them all their flowers. How do you find engineers? Is it like a – because, like, finding artists – we were talking about features. Like, finding features is pretty easy Like because you, you hear them all the time. But, like, how do you find engineers that you trust and that you're like, oh, shit, they did this or they, they did that? Literally, I'm always just trying – like if I if I hear somebody that has a good sound, like some an artist that I like, I'll ask them who's their engineer. Yo, yo, who 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 makes this? And then I'll just send them something. Like I'll just I'll literally I have like 
I'm going to say I have at least eight different engineers that I go to for different things. So let's say if I'm doing something with auto-tune, I know I'm going to go with this guy because he kills the auto-tune. If I'm doing some boom, bap, grimy, gringy, I know I'm going to go with my man Fredo. If I'm going with uh, uh, more of a melodic Spanish things, I know I'm going to go with these two guys. Like it's just, I go to different people for different things. That makes absolute sense. Like even I'm like, oh, all you need is one engineer. It's like oh, saying, no. Nah. Nah. Yeah. Nah. Well, there's some people that are comfortable with just one. Me, I, 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 I need different ones for different things. Yeah. Well, talk to me about this new album that's coming because we kind of touched on it and you said it's about like the golden year, years. Like, yeah, well, it's called The Wonder Years. It's kind of like a, a play on the show, The Wonder Years. Oh, uh, that was like one of my favorite shows growing up. Um, the Wonder Years is just like a, a classic American show about this little kid. He's just going through life and, he literally, you grew up with him in that show. He started out being like about seven years old. And like, I feel like I grew with him throughout the show. So it's just like an album about life, kind of about life. And it's my son that he's kind of um, narrating it. And he's three years old. So it's, it's kind That's of dope. Cool. Just like saying random things and talking about random things. So it's, it's, it's uh, another pretty personal, not, not personal in a sad way or anything like that. But it's 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 about me again. It's about my life and what I'm going through and where I'm at right now, which is a good place. So it's it's definitely happy a happier album, a, definitely a happier, more more lively album. But it's it's also me testing um testing my sound and trying new stuff, trying new stuff. Well, the one thing I did like about your most recent album is you melodically sound really nice, like more than just rapping i was like oh you can actually sing like you can actually find a nice melody in terms of and I, we're not saying like a dell level singing but we're, but yeah, yeah. like you know a lot of rappers they try to sing and they sing like shit and i'm like yeah what yeah, are yeah. you doing stop but like <laughs> yours it works like it sounds nice and with the feeling of the album because it is personal it is emotional when you come in with like a nice melodic hook it actually yeah. really works. So, no, nah, man, impressive. Impressive that you can Yo, do I super, I super appreciate that because it's taken years. Like, it's like I've always had a vision that I want to be melodic because I've always can kind of hold a tone. I was in chorus when I was little, so I can kind of hold a tone. But it was always like a challenge for me to add it in. And I feel like I'm finally getting comfortable of adding those melodies in my music and being comfortable with it because before it was just like, uh, it's not really good singing. Like, cause I can't, like you said, I'm not a singer, but it's like, okay, I can hold the tone and it sounds decent and it works with the feeling. So um, I, I super appreciate that for real, for real. Cause it's, it's been a work in progress for sure. <laughs> well, I always say, I always, I feel bad for saying it so much, but Stormzy is successful enough to know that my opinion doesn't matter to him so but we reviewed gang signs and prayer and yeah my opinion has always been and will pretty much always be all the gangster tracks were fire and dope and then he does a lot of melodic singing shit and i'm like you're not a good singer like i understand what you're trying to do but also like there was no one there who was like stormzy just rap and I feel like now he's back to, he just does what he wants to do these days. But 
it is strange to me that there are not enough people in the industry who are like, I know you want to hear me tell you that it's good, but like, honestly, just like, you just need to rap, like get someone else to do the hook. It's tough. It's tough because when you're an artist, right, it's hard to get the truth as an artist, right? It's really tough to get the truth as an artist because you're paying so many people for things, right? So people are scared to give you their real opinion because you're paying them because they're like, oh, shit, what if I offend him? But me, I'm, I'm a person that's like, please, 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 please tell me if it's trash. Like, just tell me if it's trash because I want to put out the dopest thing possible. And and of course, sometimes you might tell me it's trash and I might not agree with you because it's like I'm not even finished with it yet. I know it's trash right now because I'm not finished with it. Let me finish and then then tell me it's trash when it's finished because I know it's trash now. But yeah, that's, that's, that's definitely something that uh, artists battle with getting uh, a real opinion. And also because they're your friends, <clears throat> you know, sometimes it's your friends and your friends. It's hard to tell your friends that it this sucks. That, yo, this, this, this song sucks, bro. That, that you spent your money on and you've been working on this rap shit. This is actually not it. It's tough to tell a friend that I've, I've done it. Like I've done it. Like I had a friend, <laughs> uh, a funny story of, I had a friend that was doing music and he's literally like on his way to like a, a open mic and he's like playing me the music and the music is like, yeah, like, like it's bad music, man. Like it's just, it sounds bad. Like it sounds Do you bad. What it was? Do you remember what it was that stuck out to you? He just can't rap. He wasn't rapping to the beat. Like it was like, just, he was like, totally off the beat like disregarding the beat like i was like okay there's a beat here and you're somewhere else right so it was and he was going to a showcase like he was going to like go perform this and my cousin it was like my like i didn't know how to say it but my cousin was like yo man nah man you can't do this like you cannot do this like this is crazy and i hope i hope we didn't deter him or like like but no, it would have been very bad if you went and performed that in New York City. Like it would have been very, very, very bad. Like, and he literally, like, he was like, he was like, he thanked us. He thanked us. He was like, yo, man, I appreciate because I, I, I was kind of like nervous about it myself and I wasn't sure about it. So I really appreciate you guys kind of, you know, keeping it 100 with me because I really wasn't sure about it. So it was, it went well. It went well. But you know what I mean? He's still rapping to this day. And he's, you know, we didn't discourage him. We didn't discourage him. <laughs> I think there's a difference between constructive criticism and just criticism. And then it's up to you got to figure out as an artist, like as a creator, like what the difference is. Cause I feel yeah. like, you know, I am like that myself where I'll take things personally and it's like, no, I'm just trying to help you, man. And it's like, oh, that's a me problem. That's not a yeah. you problem. That's like a me. But I also feel like, you know, you should tell your friends your opinion, like, because it'll help them. And, you know, as much as artists are ego driven and they want to be told they're fantastic, the worst thing is being told you're fantastic when the artist knows they're not like, you know, when you know one of your tracks is shit and they're like, nah, man, this is dope. And you're like, I know it's trash. Don't lie to me. So now you're not like now I'm questioning this friendship because it's like, wow, you won't even keep it 100 with me because I know this song sucks. Like I I know this song sucks and you're telling me this is good. So how many other times have you just told me what I wanted to hear? You know what I mean? But that's also how you keep, you know, getting business like, you know, you're yes, you might be getting paid by an artist, 
but you're getting paid for a particular reason. And that reason may be for your expertise. So share your expertise. Like exactly. It doesn't make sense for you not to like, unless they're an, they're a psycho and they just buy yes, man, in which case, yeah, yeah, yeah. You say yes and you survive and you get paid. I understand that part. But for most part, you probably should tell the truth. Exactly. Exactly. I'm going to value it way more if you just keep it 100. I love it. I might get annoyed because I'm I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit, but definitely I will take it into consideration and usually and usually take the you know like like take the suggestion. I will usually take the suggestion for sure. I always tell people like you're going to have to leave this with me for like a day because I'm going to be annoyed at you right now. Please understand this is my yeah. process and I'm annoyed, but then tomorrow I'm going to sleep and I'm going to listen. Like I'm actually going to hear it. I listened and now I'm going to hear it and then I'm going to agree with you. But understand in the middle part, I'm going to get annoyed. I'm just stubborn and I'm sensitive. Yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's it's fair. It's fair. It's fair. It's as long as people know your working cycle and who you are. Like my friends yep. know me well enough to be like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, we, we get it. So, um, yeah, but, but it comes with the territory. It is what it is, man. It is what it is. How does your son react to your music? Like, does he? He does likes he it a lot. Always plays it. It's, it's, it's very weird. He always plays it. I don't know if he plays it because he likes it or because I'm his dad, but he always plays it. Like he's always playing my music all the time. It's funny. So he likes it. I guess it's cool. Like I would, I, I, I know if my dad did music, I think it was super cool. And if I, I like, think he was cool until I turned 16 and I'm like, come on, dad, I've been he- hearing this shit forever. And then oh, you yeah. prevail. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the day that he like wants to battle or something like, Hey, <laughs> Oh, that's what, that would be such a great episode. Get you both <laughs> on. I'm penciling it in 16 years yep. from now. You're going to be yep. the artist. Your son's going to be 19. We're both going to be 105, but we will kill this. We will do a rap battle, the exclusive hip hop hustle. It's, it's he's gonna get this work still at 105. He's gonna he's gonna he's gonna learn taking it easy on him. Do you know it is weird because I imagine myself as a parent, but then I'm like, oh, my kids at some point are gonna find out that you know I do a podcast and I talk to rappers. And like yep. explaining that I like explaining this to strangers who are adults is weird enough, but like explaining it to a kid of like, oh, I just talk for a living. That's all yeah. I do. It's dope. I mean, it's dope. They're going to respect it. They're going to see it. if you're happy with it, they're going to know because they feel energy. So they're going to, they're going to rock with it. Oh, I just got a new job, like a full-time job as well. And let me tell yeah. you, every time I work, I'm like, this exact is exactly why I do the podcast because like legit I hate being told what to do and I hate yeah. having targets and I hate I just, I just hate being assessed by others. It's the weirdest thing. Like as soon as it's like a weird mindset, as soon as I saw an exit, it's like, that's all I want. That's, that's it's super how I am. Anytime that I've had a job, it's like, I'm the worst at having jobs. Like I'm not, it just doesn't it's not for me it has to be something that i like to do i'm like 
I'm always finding exactly it's like I, if it's like a job that I don't like, it's like I'm immediately. And then I feel like I become like a cult leader at the job also because I'm trying to convince everybody at the job. Like, yo, man, do y'all like doing this shit? This is what y'all want to do for the rest of your lives. And then I got to realize that it's like, yeah, man, some people are happy with their jobs and they enjoy going to work. And some people aren't like, you know, they aren't you, Lenny. So you got to kind of just let people live their lives. Do you know what it is? It's stable. It's stability. It's low risk. And guaranteed yeah. paycheck, but like mm-hmm. I like you don't have to tell me because everyone needs to earn money. But like at the same time, I just don't like having a boss. That's what I, I have always hated. I can't do it. I can't do it at all. I can't do it at all. I rather, I'd rather figure it out. Like I, I get a rush from figuring it out. Like I rather just figure it out. Like I rather. I, I like what I do. Like, like even marketing, it's not like a guaranteed thing. I have to figure it out every month. I have to get new clients, new people, but it's funner for me like that. Like it's funner. It's like hunting. It's like, I feel like I'm hunting. Like I'm, I'm going and I'm, I gotta eat what I, you eat what you kill type of thing. Like I like that better. Welcome to sales. That's, that's how I started my career. Actually. I used to start as a salesperson. That's where uh-huh. I learned the, the hunt, uh, the hunter mindset is like, Hey, if I don't go for it, somebody else will. You know, if I don't make the same sale, somebody else will, you know, the need doesn't disappear. It's same with like, you know, people ask me, how do I get people on my show? It's like, bro, they don't come to me. Like I'm well aware of where I am in terms of I'm not, I'm not the biggest podcaster in the world, but I also know that like I can, I can get people on the show. People need, people want to be interviewed. People want to speak. People want to do it. Like there's a need for it. So it's always going to be, it's just reaching out. It's a numbers game. Just reaching out to people. Just reaching out to people. Somebody's going to say yes. Like somebody needs it. Like it's dope. It's dope. Do you know what people are scared of? It's they're scared of the no. That's what they're scared of. Exactly. I'm, I'm all for the no. Like, like if I'm on a call with you and we're like just going around, I'll beg, I'll tell you, please give me the no. Please tell me no. If you're not interested, because then we can just stop wasting time. Like I, I don't mind the no. Like I don't, I don't mind the no. You know, there was a saying that when I was uh, at a previous place I worked, it was like, every time you get a no, you should be thankful because it means you're closer to the yes. Closer to the so, yes, exactly. So it's like, if I know average, like, you know, the law of averages, I get one of 10. All I know is I need to get nine no's and the next one will be yes. And exactly. It's sales, bro. You're in it. You're in it. Like, you know, you you speak my language. This is how I am. Like, I'm. it's a numbers game. It's all a numbers game. And then trust yourself, like trust and it's trusting your ability and like trusting that you'll figure it out. Like I remember people were like, cause I, I, what my actual job is to teach salespeople. Like I manage salespeople. So I teach them how to sell. So like the, the one thing I always say to them is you don't need a script. You, what you need is to trust your own instinct. I don't want you to sound like me because I sell my way. And then if you try to sound like me, it's just going to come across fake. Be you and deliver the product in how you would sell it. And also know that you have to like it. You have to like believe in the product too. Like believe in this shit. Like if you're selling some shit, like if I was talking to people about freaking kitty litter, it's tough. Like I, I don't give a shit about kitty litter. I don't have a fucking cat. But like, it's like, I'm talking about artist shit. I'm talking about music. I'm talking about marketing yourself, your brand. It's something that I'm passionate about. I actually give a fuck about it. So when I'm talking to you about it, you're going to hear the passion in my voice. You hear that, you know, and I'm, I'm going to curse. I'm going to say things like, it, it's like, 
it's like, I'm not selling you on it. I'm, I'm literally putting you on. And at the end of the shit, you're probably going to buy something, but it's, you know, <laughs> it's not, it's not me selling you. And if it is kitty litter, remember it is your job and you care about it because it will help your career. You sell that shit like your life depends on it. And that's it. You fake it until you make it. And it's honestly, people tell me like sales is hard and it's not that hard because it's not that complicated. You don't need degrees. You don't need qualifications. You just need to be able to open your mouth and sound good. That is it. Talk with confidence. Use your words. That's it. That's all it is. I will say underrated skill, listening. You got to listen. Oh yeah. You got to do a lot of listening in sales, like, and building rapport and, and getting that person comfortable. Hey, I love it though. I love the challenge of it. I love it. Like, I love it. It's, it's super fun for me. And I love beating other people because the competition of it is like, yeah, yeah. I got, I got that deal. You didn't. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's super fun. I'm telling you. I'm telling And I've had, like, I've noticed that all of the jobs that I've had fun were sales jobs. Like I literally had the most fun in those type of jobs. Like, because it's like, I, I've literally, I've sold the New York times. I used to sell the newspaper to people. I literally had a job selling duct tape. And I used to sell the shit out of that duct tape. Like, I used to kill it. Like, I was like, oh, do you want this kind of duct tape? This kind of duct tape? We have this kind of duct tape? Like, I used to be selling, like, tons. Like, I've, I've done it. I've done it all. I love sales. I love sales. It's That's fun. the A or B <laughs> method. It's a classic sales trick. It's do you want duct tape A, duct tape B? But I don't <laughs> give a shit which one you want because both I get a deal. That's, yeah, exactly. It's, it's such a good move. exactly exactly well man i think uh i've only got one more question for you and it's uh probably the hardest question on us we've talked about so many different things that's why i love you know this podcast that's why i love talking to artists because like we just get to see what you're like as a person but hardest question of the podcast only podcast question i actually plan um but if you had to recommend one album doesn't have to be hip hop obviously cannot be your own that everyone should listen to to get an appreciation of what would it be i had to recognize one album just recommend like everyone needs to listen to this album at least once just so they can appreciate it um hmm. i'm a, i'm a jay-z stan so i'm going to say reasonable doubt jay-z's My first album. My favorite yeah. Jay-Z album personally as well. Yeah. Yeah. That I'm gonna say Reasonable Doubt. I'm gonna say Reasonable Doubt. That's a, a beautiful album. It shows rap skills uh in all types of like I don't know. It's it's amazing. It's great production. Uh it's good wordplay, it's good storytelling, it's just like a good uh a good representation of hip hop, I would say. And of Jay-Z. The Evils has to be one of my favorite songs. DJ Premier produced, like, you just amazing. cannot get any better. Amazing. Amazing, man. Amazing. That, 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 that album is great. That's a great album. Politic as usual. I, lo- I love that. I love that album. Like, I love that album. I've seen Jay-Z perform a million times. I love when he performs uh, songs from Reasonable Doubt, for sure. I would love to see Jay-Z perform down in Australia. Oh, it my would, God. Yeah. I've seen Jay-Z perform like a million times, like a million. I've snuck into concerts. I've, I've had so many funny Jay-Z performance 
stories. It's hilarious. Like I've seen a million Jay Z performances. When did you first see Jay Z? Like when was do you remember your first concert? The first one I saw was the Blueprint. The Blueprint was the first time I saw a Jay Z concert. Uh, where was he? It was in D.C. It was in D.C. Yeah, he was in Washington D.C. The Blueprint. He was just coming out with it, and he had a show at uh at my college, and yeah, it was crazy. It was like insane. We were like running to the yard to see it. They were like giving out. It was it was insane, like insane, insane. I've seen Jay Z perform so many times though, like so many times, random times. One time he randomly was like on our performing on our yard, like at like ten in the morning. Literally, everybody's like calling each other, like "Yo, Jay Z's on the yard, Jay Z's on the yard," and literally just had like a surprise performance that he did like seven cities in seven days, some craziness. But I've caught him a lot of times. That I would cancel everything. Like I would be like, I'm canceling. Dub, dub, it's, I'm not doing the podcast anymore. Jay-Z is in a park somewhere. I'll live stream it if you want, but like, I'm not talking to you. Yeah, it is. I, I would understand. Trust me. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be upset at all. Yeah. I think you might fly over quickly. That's when you like book that ticket. Yeah, it might happen. I might, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm that much of a Jay-Z stand. I might just come over there. <laughs> what I am interested to see. But I've done, what, I've. Nah, go for it. Like hilarious. Like, I literally was out scalping fake Jay-Z passes at in Brooklyn one time. And like, I literally got in and was like first row off of a fake pass. Like, <laughs> really? And I sold a million. I was like, yeah, funny ass story. Funny ass story. I was selling like, I was getting them off. Like I was literally just outside of there. And I was like, hmm, I'm seeing people. These shits are working. I was like, oh, let me go in myself. And I got in and I was First row, first row, like first row. That yeah, that is so amazing. But like, I'm just keen to see what Jay Z does next. That's what I'm interested in because, like, you know, he's he is obviously a mogul and he's a businessman. But I'd love to hear him drop some more music. Uh yeah, I, de- I definitely think he's coming with some more music. I definitely think he's coming with more music for sure. And he got he got some pressure because Nas Nas is wilding out. He just came out with the those the magic. This is a beautiful album. The King's Diseases were super dope, and he's coming with King's Disease 3, so I'm sure Jay-Z is somewhere working on some music for sure, for sure. Well, King's Disease 2 was amazing. Like, I, to me, King's Disease 2 is better than 1, but, like, Nas yes. felt like he's finding his sound again. Like, he dropped, I think he had, like, again. Adam and Eve, I think one of his albums, maybe that was one of the tracks, but he had those two albums. He had, like, Grey, I forget, Anyway, he had those two albums that were like, eh, that kind of went over for me. And now it feels like they were like warm-ups where he needed to throw He's some shit out there and check what would happen. Yeah, no, nah, Hit Boy is really killing it with the production. Like he, he found his sound and he's comfortable. He's back in that Nas pocket. So he's sounding really dope. It's, it's great to see this. It's great to see him. And, and you can hear that he's enjoying making the music. Like he's enjoying it. Well, I'm also keen to see if Kendrick will drop an album this year. I mean, they said he would drop it last year, but like, I don't know. It feels like Dre is doing the classic Dre shit. He holds albums back a lot. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Nah, I, I, think he, 
Uh, uh, Kendrick's coming out with an, uh, I, I believe, uh, a singles dropping top of Fe- February. I heard so. I, I believe I'm, I'm sure a Kendrick album is coming out this year. Like I'm, I don't want to say, but I'm pretty sure it's coming out this year. And if it's not Kendrick, feel free to come on the show. Feel free to let us know live if you want to come on. I'm not going to say no, but I, I also feel like because Drake dropped his album, Kanye dropped his album. I think there needs to be a little bit of room between them. I feel like, yeah. you know, it, it's a risky move to drop at the same time as those two, you know, mm-hmm. Buster Rhymes dropped his album last year, which was huge. Um, and then you had, mm-hmm. you know, lots of big artists. Um, so who knows? I think maybe they just wanted a fresh run at it. Maybe they'll just wait um, until there's like kind of nothing else. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, he better hurry up because Don the Two is coming out. Two two twenty two, down to two is coming back out. So who knows? I don't know. They might even wait until after it comes out. Who they're, they're not? Who knows? They're, they're patient. They're very patient. I'm nowhere near as patient as they are, but they're just like super. Like we're gonna do it on our schedule. I feel them because Kendrick is one of those artists too. He makes timeless shit. He's not gonna do something that's like in the time period. All his all his albums didn't sound like a time period. Like if you. If you go back to To Kill a Butterfly or if you go back to Section 80, they're like just beautiful music, beautiful projects. It's like, you know, it's just good music. It's not like it doesn't sound like a time to me, at least. No, I agree with you. And yeah, he can literally do no wrong. And when he goes hard, he's as good as any rapper out there. Like of right course. now, he is as good as it gets. And his technical ability is top of this game. He can body any beat he does absolutely anything i cannot speak more highly of like him when he goes for it when he's on his rapidly rap shit mm. bro he's nasty he's nasty like i was literally like uh cole is another artist like that too that can just drop like kind of timeless music because i was literally listening to uh apparently which came out in like 2014 2013 and it was like wow i got goosebumps listening to it because i was like yo this song is so good still still so good like amazing sounds like it's like it's a brand new song it doesn't sound old at all do you know what it is they do interesting thing with things with their beats that's i think that's what a lot of a lot of rappers and a lot of artists get stuck in is like they look for a trend but like if you take a risk and you have an interesting beat that's when it's timeless because it's like this doesn't sound 90s it doesn't sound 20s you did something unique that is like you reinvented the wheel Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah, man. I've never been a a chasing a sound kind of person. Like, oh, this is the flow that everybody's using. This is the thing. It's like, nah, man, I'm just trying to make the best music possible because I know somebody's going to always relate to it. It doesn't, well, maybe the cool, trendy hype beast won't relate to it, but I know that there's people, you know, my age and people older or people even younger that appreciate this type of shit that's going to appreciate it, man. There's billions of people in the world it's not might not be your cup of tea but trust me somebody else will like it for sure and the cool thing is as well even if they don't appreciate it now because you will you are getting better you are getting bigger you are getting more popular that they will go back to it and go under underappreciated yep that's what i love that's what i love my back when when uh, when somebody listens to something new and then goes back to my back catalog and they're like, oh, damn, Dubs, you've been nice. It's like, oh, yeah, 
dope. Thanks. Thanks for catching up. Like, welcome to the like, like it's it's super dope when people catch up. I'm actually gonna put another project that it was it, it didn't ever get to streaming. It was just like on like SoundCloud and stuff. I'm actually gonna bring that to streaming. So I know a lot of people are gonna be super hyped about that because it's like uh it's like the completion to the trilogy of my dreams thing. I had like a whole dream still dreaming midnight yeah, oh, you gotta thing. have the full trilogy you gotta have it yeah i'm gonna put the trilogy up uh, i'm gonna put the first one of the trilogy up well i mean you know that's the my one critique with spotify is like there are so many amazing mixtapes that are just not on spotify like uh like there are there are two that like the lady of rage her album actually is not there and she and for everyone who doesn't know lady of rage she is one of the hardest rappers ever and amazing female artist. And she went as hard yeah. as any of them. She was on death row with like Snoop yeah. Dogg, Tupac, and she just went so hard. And then Sahai the Prince's Black History Project, his first Black History Project, Whoa. is so one fun. of, it, it sounds like an album. It honestly sounds Sahai like an album. Underrated, man. Sahai is so underrated. He's so good. He's so good. So dope. We, we review that album on this podcast. This is how this podcast started, is album reviews. And we reviewed Sahai, the Black History Project. And honestly, if it was on Spotify, it would be my one of my most plays between Napoleon, between, you know, all those tracks. Mandela, oh, the feeling you get, Basquiat, it just goes on and on and on. Yeah, he's amazing. He's an amazing artist, bro. An amazing artist. He's one of those artists. It's, he's so good that it, sometimes it goes over your head. He's like, you can tell why he's a writer also like people like let it go over their head but he's like really good really good goes over really. my head and i listen to the tracks so many times and then you just pick up these little bits and it's like oh it's so good that, that's like the best as someone who's into it is like you just listen to and you're like oh i didn't realize that and then i oh it's honestly yeah. the best Sahai has layers to it like it's always like oh 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 it's layers to his music for sure well man I think uh, I had a last question. Then we went on for another, you know, 15, 20 <laughs> minutes. That's that's how it works. But I um, appreciate you coming through. Everybody, dub work. Please make sure you check him out. Um, obviously, you know, he's got a, a back catalog. He's keeping, he's still uploading. If you want to work with him on the marketing, obviously hitting it, hit him up on IG. And he's also releasing, you know, uh, explanations of tracks, that he's made so you can get the backstories. So if you're like me and you like listening to, you know, what a track means, what it meant to him, make sure you check them out there on YouTube as well. But man, I appreciate you coming through. Yo, thank you for having me. Super dope interview. Thank you for having me. Send me the clip so I can post them up on my, on, on, uh, on my, on my, on my story and on my, uh, on my Instagram. Definitely. will. I'll keep you up to date. We'll do, you know, I'll, I'll learn some marketing just watching what you do. We're going to talk behind the scenes. I, I got you. I can help you a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. We're going to talk for sure. I love it, man. Is there anything you wanted to shout out? Anything you wanted to plug before we finish up? Um, Just I'm coming out with a couple of new projects. Um, Well, I'm coming out with the Wonder Years. That's the most important. That's the album. But I'm, I'm definitely going to have a couple projects, something to warm it up. And uh, it's going to be a fun year. Definitely. So stay tuned. Look forward to dropping a bunch of new music. And thank you for having me once again. Thanks for listening to the show. Please like and subscribe and follow me on Instagram at the underscore hip hop hustle for upcoming podcast news.
Also, don't forget to check out my Patreon under Hip Hop Hustle for exclusive content and to help support the show. Bye for now.